it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it's Danny here, and I'm here to ask you to please vote for us in the Football Content Awards. We're going for Best Podcast and Best Club Content Creator, and we need your help to win. Go to footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting and type It's All Cobblers to Me into the Football League boxes for both Best Podcast and Best Club Content Creator, and then press the big Vote Now button. That's footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting. Thank you. Hello, welcome to Team Talk. This is the brand new monthly episode that you're going to be getting and it is dedicated to NTFC women. Absolutely everything about them from games, players, news, we're going to be talking about it all on Team Talk every month. And I'm delighted to say that with me, Charles, is my good friend Danny. How are you, Danny? Are you okay? Hello. I'm excellent, Charles. Excellent. I'm really looking forward to this, getting into this. I've been previewing it for a long time, so I'm really excited for us to be taking on some of these teams. It was a little bit of a, a little bit easy last season, I thought, at times. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, great to see all the goals going in, but it was a little bit like you turn up to watch some of the teams you think, right, this is going to be six or seven nil. Whereas this season, I think um, that we'll get into it later in the pod, it's it's actually really competitive. And some of the teams we're coming up against are exciting, but also a massive challenge. So it's, it's a good, good step up for us. I'm excited. That's why we wanted to do a dedicated episode once a month just to the women's team it's quite hard isn't it when we 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 don't necessarily shoehorn it in into the normal tuesday episode of it's all cobblers to me but we wanted to give something that was a little bit more that could dedicate more time to what is essentially probably at this moment in time the most successful side in northampton town yeah and the most successful women's team we've ever had for, yes. for sure so it, it it makes sense we we've been covering them for a couple of years but like you say it's good to I think take 
not we'll still be like doing our usual things on our main podcast but i think to to give them a bit more focus and to to promote them more and try and get as many people as we can down to watch them and and really build them up again and it's just just to follow their journey will be a lot of fun Absolutely, yeah. So what we're going to be doing is at the start of every month, we'll have a brand new episode for you where we will be looking back at the results that have gone before in the previous few weeks. Uh, We'll be doing that hopefully with uh, Josh, the manager uh, or a player. And then we'll also be hearing from some of the players as well throughout the season. And we'll also be previewing the next set of games, letting you know when and where they are all of the information that you're basically going to need to know about NTFC women and how you can follow them. That is what we are here to do, is to make it as easy as possible for you to understand who it is that plays for the team, where they play, who they're playing against, and then giving you all the news that comes around any kind of football team, basically. But this is your dedicated podcast episode for NTFC Women. And to start off this month, I know Danny has done an amazing season preview, uh, which you can go and read right now over at cobblers2me.com. He's gone through all of the teams, haven't you, mate, throughout all this division. It's brilliant. Yeah. I can't believe you've managed to go so in-depth. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it, it took a long time to dig out some of the information because it's, it's just not readily available online a lot of the time. The but fact that you've got, got key there. players. Yes. I, I'm, I'm like, have you, have you, how have you done that? Have you basically just contacted all these clubs and gone, excuse me, who's your, who's your, who's your one player that stands out? I'm not. Well, there has been a couple of times when I was going through key players that I had to really dig into it to make sure they're still there because I've put down key players for some of them, researched them a bit more and realised that they've just signed for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's good. It's good to know who you're coming up against and uh, what sort of opposition we're, we're facing. So, yeah. Yeah, go and give it a read. It's over there on cobblestome.com right now. And uh, on this first episode of Team Talk, Danny, you've been speaking to the manager, haven't you, Josh Oldfield? Yes. Yes, I have. No no better place to start than the manager. It's busy summer. It's been a, a few sad departures this this summer. Um, yeah. But I think the signings we've made sound really exciting. So you'll hear all about that in the coming minutes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it does seem like it's been a, a really busy summer, obviously a big step up for him. So really good chat. Really good to talk to Josh. Brilliant. Right. Let's get straight into it then. Here is Danny speaking to the NTFC women's manager, Josh Oldfield. I'm delighted to be joined for the first of our new podcast by the NTFC women's manager, Josh Oldfield. How are you, Josh? I'm very well, Danny. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Thanks. We we're just chatting beforehand. Just about getting less hot now. It's it's just slowly dying down. You were telling me about the the dugouts at the weekend for the Absolutely, last friendly yeah, game over at Moulton. Of red bombs, I think, given that the heat of them, them seats not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we've got to start with last season first I mean what a season we did catch up at the end but what a season it was 16 wins from 18 league games two draws no defeats 78 goals in the league only conceded eight which I think sometimes gets lost the eight only eight conceded which is the feat in itself um did at the start of that season at the start of last season did you ever think it would be possible to go on such a run like that were you confident of that our target for that <clears throat> for that couple of seasons that we had was was to get promoted um we had no real opportunity previous to last season to do it with COVID interrupting the two previous ones. So our, our focus and, and our goal was so driven in terms of promotion that it didn't really matter how it happened. Um, 
we we had our internal points targets, which we which we set believing was enough to win the league. But it was never a, a target of ours to go unbeaten or to to set any any sort of records or anything like that. We just wanted to be the best that we could be each week. Um, and and as I said, the, the goal was promotion. It had to happen. It would have been an absolute disaster not to get that. So we were just so relieved at the end. To be honest, uh, it, it was a huge weight uh, lifted to, to 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 get it sorted and get it done um, after after three years of really hard work. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And what, was there a point in the season where you just thought? this is something pretty special is happening right now. I think on reflection, you can think that. I mean, the FA Cup run felt pretty special, but the league felt really tough all the way through. I think given that the the, the, the number of teams in there is quite low, it always felt like we were reachable in terms of the teams below us. And, and obviously at one point, we had a number of games in hand over Chesterfield who, were, who, who popped above us for a little while. So it always felt like we were on our toes. And I know the gap in the end was something like 10 points, but... It never felt that comfortable. It always felt difficult and always felt like it was a, a big challenge. But on reflection, it felt special. You know, at the time, it just felt like a grind, to be honest. Mm. And do you think that almost helped? Because, like I said, it was mainly you and Chesterfield. Lincoln even were in the run until quite late on, I think, until we beat them. Um, they were up there as well. And with only one place to go, you've got to keep on it the, the entire time. And do, do you think Chesterfield overtaking us and having those all those games in hand on them but but them being slightly ahead of us do you think that actually helped us a little bit to to kind of find that motivation to to get past them and keep going well i think first of all they're both very good teams um we we felt lincoln would be the one that that would push us but that in fairness to both they they both did that um i, I don't think we needed any added motivation in terms of the, the period where we dropped down to second with with the games in hand it felt pressured, obviously, looking at the, the results that, that were going on while we weren't playing on those Sundays and those midweeks where we were, we didn't have a fixture. Um, and it, obviously, that did put extra pressure on those games where we were where we were catching up, but we always felt confident that we could win games. We knew that, that ultimately the result would be, this, or the, the league would be decided on on the results with those two clubs in particular. We managed to get four points out of Chesterfield and we're, we're maybe a minute away from, from being six and we got six from Lincoln. So ultimately, that was that was what what tipped it our way. We we were consistent across the season in terms of, like you said, scoring goals and and defending well as a team. And and, and we, yeah, as I said, it was it was such a big relief. It really was. Mm. It was all but sealing. Or did you actually seal the title against Lincoln? Was that yeah. The game? Well, yeah, yeah, we did. The two yeah, it, was, um, it was a nice day. <laughs> game. Yeah, I was going to say um, we we probably touched on it with you at the end of last season. But can you describe those feelings when that full time whistle goes and you know? your champions and your promoted it was relief it really was <laughs> it was uh, it was relief it was, uh, as again in reflection it was it was so much more than that but we we put so much in for 3 years and that's not just myself that's the staff the the players and and, and everyone at the club who, who supports us we we tried that and and given everything not just in the in the, the football season themselves in, in the two previous up to that but during lockdowns during close season and, and and everything in between we, we the girls never switched off and and we felt that this was the first break we've probably ever had because we didn't ever feel like we had one I know that sounds silly because of the amount of football we've played but we've had them working for, for pretty much three years straight so it, it was a it was a huge relief in, in that initial part but yeah like you said it was it's really it's really nice to look back on now and and, and think about the achievements of the group and 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 just how special the season was really that's that's hugely hugely satisfying mm. 
so how soon after that final whistle of the last game of last season did you start planning or had it already began? Yeah, that had already like a couple weeks earlier. Yeah, that had already begun some time ago. I think. Um, yeah, we're, I think we're proactive in, in in every way that we that we that we work, and and you'd be silly not to to anticipate what might happen and and what the plans are after that. Um, so yeah, we we had we had our plans and we had our ideas and and we we did our best to execute that, and I think we've we've done that. Yeah, we, we're looking in good shape and we're prepared for the for the new season as well. Yeah. Um, so after at the end of the season, we obviously had um, a few departures. Charlie Cooper left for her scholarship in the USA. Sounds an amazing opportunity for her to to take that up. Um, so she's um, she's leaving. Have you heard a lot much from her since she's gone? Or yeah, I've spoken to her a few times. Obviously, she was on the college program with me at the FEP. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I speak. I've spoken to to Charlie quite a lot um, since she's. I think she went about three weeks ago. Now she's loving it. She's. I think she made her debut a couple of weeks ago and, and scored. So. No doubts at all that she'll go there and fly because that's that's what she does. She's a, a brilliant character and a brilliant player as well, so she'll be hugely successful. Um, yeah, a, a nice, really nice journey for her. Yeah, such a, like I said, such a great opportunity. Um, uh, Leah Cadone, Rachel St. John Moss, both retiring um, in the summer. How big a loss will that be um, on and off the pitch, I'd, I'd guess? Yeah, no, absolutely that. Um, both very good footballers. But then, like you said, it's 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 not just the football that you lose; it's the characters, and that both offering very different things. Cadone with her standards and her and her drive and her experience was was vital. She, she we we say we like to say that she was the beginning of of everything that that was unfolding. Um, she was the difference in in so many tight games and and in in training sessions and, and things like that. Her, her standards so so high and. It keeps everyone on their on their toes and, and pushing everyone's standards. So from from that point of view, that's that's not nice to lose. Uh, but speaking about Rach as well, Rach was unreal. She only did a year with us, but just the, the energy and the positivity and the enthusiasm she had. Uh, I think she's only thirty one, but she's felt like a like a senior player who's been around for a long time. And to have that energy still at that age and appetite for the game, she was like a big kid. If you'd have told me <laughs> she was sixteen years old with her attitude, I would have believed you because. She was just such, just such a, a ball of energy. So again, yeah, two, not two good footballers we've lost, but two very good people as well. Mm. On a, a similar kind of line, probably more difficult conversations, Alex Bartlett and um, Jessica Partridge, both released. How difficult was that to have those conversations with them? They're always difficult. They're, they're never nice conversations to have. Um, but um, go, going through the season and having those conversations regularly where a player isn't playing as much as they'd want to play or as much as as much as we'd want to play them they're also difficult so i think for for both of those players they they serve the club really well for for a long period of time both both of them for for a lot longer than i've been here so from that point of view they can be really proud of of their achievements and and putting the club into the position that it's in now or helping to put the club in the position that it's in now um both of them will will go on and be successful i'm absolutely certain of that in terms of the incomings, we'll talk about we'll go through them in a minute. Um, how I'm just interested to know how it works in terms of the, the this level, this tier four, tier five. So how does it work in terms of signings? Do you are you have you got players in mind from watching them against you, or do you go out and watch other games um, and then make contact that way? So I'm assuming there's no money's being transferred or anything like that in this at this point. Yeah, that's right. So no no money involved um, at, at this point so far, um, but. I guess it's it's as much as you can do, but 
it's difficult to scout, obviously, given that that women's football is all on the same day. There's no there's no kind of chopping and changing of fixes where you can go and watch a game and still be able to to manage your own game. So that's that's tough. Um, we've we've picked up players that we've that we've seen and played against, um, but a lot of the time it is it's word of mouth and 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 getting like you said those those rare opportunities to go and watch someone or watch a player, watch a, a team that that's always valuable as well. Um, it's just a case of of networking as best you can and and having an idea of what that player might bring. Obviously, the difficulties with that is you, you don't necessarily get to know the the character of the player, which is something that we really like to do. Um, so that can be tough. But I think we've we've done a really good job, pretty much all the way through our time of of making sure we're not only bringing in good footballers but bringing in really really good people as well. Mm. And do you get the chance to meet them in person before you kind of make the decision? I know a couple of them have been on trial and stuff, but um, to to get to know them as people as well, is there the opportunity to do that? Or is it is it basically going in relatively blind for the most part? I think that's on a on a kind of case to case basis. Um, there'll be there'll be players that that you know that are going to fit into what you want based on what you know already. So obviously you will meet them and and, and have that initial conversation. Um, we, we tend to like to make sure that they've they've met the group and, and that they've trained and, and kind of got a feel for what we're about and what our expectations might be and, and the same the other way as well. Um, but I think in the main, like I said, we, we've worked in that way of, of introducing them to the group and, and making sure that they're the right fit and more often than not, in fact, the vast majority of the time that they, it does work that way and they are a good fit. Um, and as I said, it, we have we have got a, a group of really, really good people. Yeah, it seems to be um, from the outside looking in, the, a strategy of experience at this level seems to be a, a really big thing that you've you've gone for this summer um, to to hit the hit the ground running at this level. Um, starting off, Holly Mayf- Mayfield, goalkeeper, signed from the third tier, Loughborough Lightning. Um, competition for Joe Daniel, do you think, or do you think Joe will be the sort of keeping a place? Is it is it a case that they'll both be on the battling for that one spot for, from the off? Do you think? I, well, I think competition is the right word. Um, we 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 identified a number of positions in in the lead up to the end of the season and and the summer as positions that we wanted to add that experience in. And as as you rightly said, national league experience is something that we really wanted to add. Um, we we had one or two that that had that experience in the squad already, um, but we felt that that was an area we could improve in. Uh, Holly comes in with with a young age, but with with that experience of tier three and and the national league. Uh, in terms of Joe and, and Holly, they're, they're both fantastic goalkeepers in their own rights, and we'll, we'll we'll see that competition sort of play out throughout the season. It's no good having having one good goalkeeper or an understudy. I, I like the idea of having two goalkeepers that are very capable of playing, and that's exactly what we've got. And I think underneath that as well that we've we've got good goalkeepers throughout the club. To be honest, there's maybe four or five goalkeepers at the club that are, are more than capable of playing in the first team, which is really exciting. Yeah, it's it's such good to have that that depth and those choices, isn't it? Uh, Kim Farrow has come in as a striker. Um, obviously, with the with the guys that left, with Charlie, um, Leah, uh, with Rachel as well, um, you miss missing a lot of goals there. <laughs> so important to get some replacements up top. Uh, Kim Farrow, tier four again, experience. What you what can you tell us about her? She's a player that we've looked at for a long time. To be honest, she's um, she's experienced and, and comes in in a similar type of capacity to Cadone, um, in terms of her standards and her, her experience. She's she's very direct and black and white in terms of her approach to, to football and she's she's been brilliant. She's, as I said, replaced Cadone in, in terms of setting standards really, really nicely. 
and that's a really difficult job to do. So she's done well to do that so far. Um, we know she'll bring goals. Um, she's had maybe a, a, bit, a bit of a, a, a stop-start pre-season, in fairness, with, with availability and bits like that. But we're really happy with, with how she's progressing. And as I said, she's she's scoring goals now as well. She added a couple of goals to her tally yesterday. But it, it's her intelligence and her experience and, and her know-how, which, we, again, we saw as being really, really important to add to the squad. But not, not just a, a good player again, but again, a really good character, a really good person. Yeah, and Gemma Whitchurch as well, striker signed for Milton Keynes. Another striker, another someone else who scored a couple of goals in the last preseason friendly as well. Um, another good signing for you there. Yeah, Gem's really exciting. Gem's really exciting. She's um, she's got a lot of of Alex Dix about her in the way that she's direct with the ball and a big, strong, powerful pacey. Um, we we've seen her finishing ability in, in training and and in in the last game as well, and we're really excited to be working with Gem. Um, I think she can probably play in, in a number of positions across the front line or the, or the top end of the pitch. So she'll be a really, really, really exciting and useful addition to the squad. Mm-hmm. And um, Ella Bailey, left back, uh, I think she played a couple of friendlies before you signed her on. Must have been pretty impressed with what you saw to sign her up. Yeah, absolutely. Ella's Ella's been class. Um, again, as a character, and I've said it for everybody, but it, it's just the case. Uh, she, she's been she's been outstanding. Um offers this real nice balance with with her left foot and and the way that she plays uh really aggressive on the front foot and 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 proactive in her, in her play and a lot of quality for someone so young a lot of quality um so again a really really exciting one really happy to have her Great stuff. And um, Olivia Perrin as well the midfielder another one with national league experience again running through your signings um just a constant thing that comes up that experience word again um Another really strong addition for you there. Absolutely. Yeah. So Liv is someone that we, we actually had training with us um, at the start of the year. So in, in January, February, I think she trained with us. Uh, she ended up going to, to train with Wolves for the rest of the year. So they had a, a good look at her, obviously, and, and the season they had. Um, it probably speaks volumes of Liv's quality. Uh, so, again, we're really looking forward to working with her. Um, I, I'm certain there's a lot to come from from her. And, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how that kind of comes across in the team. Uh, that one is perhaps one that we've got to solve in terms of where she fits in and how she how she fits into the system. So it's going to possibly take a little bit more time to to work that one out. But really, really impressed with with how she's fitting so far. Um, and I, yeah, again, excited by the signing and the the idea of that that experience of of the higher level. Yeah, it's great. So the the, the big question now is: Have I missed anyone? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, great, good stuff. No. <laughs> great, but um, all around some some real quality being added. So. You must must be really happy with how you're set up for the season. Any any more? Do you think coming in before the start of the season? Yeah, we've got room for one more. I think I think we've got room for one more, um, and and hopefully that will be that will be out in you know in the in the public in the next sort of week or so. Um, so yeah, I think we've got room for one more. Great, good stuff. Watch this space for that one. Um, pre-season then, um, mixed bag results, but a lot of teams you're playing from higher divisions. Uh, you mentioned Wolves there, a fairly. Big beat uh, defeat there, but I think that was quite early doors, and the availability was quite small for for your team. Um, lost to MK as well, but some good wins against Stevenage, Biggles Wade, Cambridge, and then Wickham on Saturday seven one uh, to round it off. A good way to finish the free season that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we we'll start with we'll start with the two that you mentioned, the, the Wolves and, and Dons. The quality that those two teams have is is outstanding, and that's the kind of the point of those those fixtures is to see the level. And I think we did that. I think we saw the level that that we aspire to be at. 
Um, both Wolves and, and Dons were, were fantastic on the day and showed us where we, where, as I said, where we need to get to, where we want to be. Um, we, we've obviously we've mixed mixed the bag up a little bit with with a couple of teams from from lower divisions, a couple that are at the level of us, and then a couple that are above us. Uh, we've competed in in all of them. Um, Scoreline wise, perhaps not so much with with Wolves and Dons, but I've been happy with the performance in in all the games, um, and in the majority of them, come away with a really pleasing result as well. Um, we've managed to spread the the minutes about the 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 group, and and we're in a really good place. Yeah, it's been a successful preseason. So, so you feel ready for the season to? Yeah, going. yeah, I'm very done with preseason. I'm looking forward to the, <laughs> the real stuff. Yeah, and after so long, it's such a, a historical moment for the club to to finally get going. It, the, the ambitions, from what I gather, and what what we felt from the outside was that this could have happened a couple of years ago if it wasn't for the pandemic. That that promotion probably could and should have happened earlier. Um, but obviously, things got set back, and we've we've come away with such a big season last season. It's it, it feels like it's our time. We're ready for this now. Um, in terms of tier four football, you've, you've you said before in terms of scouting players that it's it's difficult to catch it, but you must have sort of some sort of idea how big a step up it's going to be for your players. Um, how big do you think it is between tier four and tier five? I think the the, the main difference is the competitive games each week. Um, we we have got an idea, like you said, of of what the level is going to be generally. Um, we don't have an idea of each club individually or each team individually and, and not necessarily how they look. But we we had a good look into Tier 4 last season with, with cup games and with friendlies and, and we, we were successful in the main, whether, whether that was a good result or, or a good performance, we were successful and, and nobody scared us. Uh, from that point of view, we, we'll, we'll, I believe we'll, we'll go and compete. We'll be absolutely fine. Um, in terms of the difference between the level that we've come from is... It's that, as I said, that competitive game each week. There was a lot of games in Tier 5 where you, you turn up and you kind of know that you've got to get the result that you want. And they're not enjoyable games for me. They're not enjoyable games for the players. I'm sure as as, as people watching and supporters watching, it, they, they were never that enjoyable, really. And we found that the games that we, we performed to a higher level in were the games where it mattered more. The Lincoln games and the Chesterfield games and the, the FA Cup games where there was a lot riding on it. The girls always step up, and the girls always look to to, to perform at eye level, and they, 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 as I said, they usually do that. Um, so we, we're excited to have that challenge each week, and we're excited to have a, a game each week where it's it's a, a bit of an unknown. You don't you, you're not turning up knowing that you're going to win. So that's that's a challenge that we're looking forward to, and something that that does excite us, and something that we've wanted for so long. Going back to the players a little bit, um, new captain Zoe Boot. Uh, what did she bring? She bring to the role. What what made you make that decision? What is it about Zoe that screams captain to you? She, she's just um, she, a great leader. First of all, in terms of the way she sets standards, um, a really calm, approachable person. Someone who's who's a leader in in that way. Um, she speaks really well. She's got a brilliant football brain. She's got a, a really good understanding of the game, and. I think a lot of it is about delivery, isn't it? And, and how you give information to your teammates and to, the, to those around them. And, and Zoe does that really, really well. From from that point of view, she's she's a really great choice, a really great option. And we're absolutely delighted to, to to be able to give her that role and for her to accept it. Um, I've got no doubt at all that she'll be really successful with with the backup of, of, of B and of Rach and, and all the girls, in fairness, the whole group. Mm. So is that something you had in the back of your head for, for a while that, Oh, so he's going to make a good captain one day kind of thing. She's always been a leader. Um, obviously, she joined us kind of early t- uh, 2022 
Uh, and within that time, she's she she did herself at the time bringing that kind of National League experience and that experience at the higher level. So we've always had that that kind of instant respect for her from the group. Um, but as, as she's grown, I guess into into belonging and, and and fully being a part of the club with, with time, which is natural. She, she's just grown and grown as a leader, and with or without the armband, she, she'll do that. I know that, and it just felt right to to give her the armband and, and make that decision. So you're still based at Harpole for home games at the moment. We are, yeah. We're, we're hoping to get um, well three or four games at Sixfield this season. That would be that would be a great step for us. Obviously, we've we've had a couple of seasons where. We've had two. Um, we weren't able to, to to play there during the COVID seasons, obviously for obvious reasons. Uh, but we, yeah, we're, we're at Harpole, and as much as it's, it's you know, it's, it's an open playing field. It is such a welcoming place and such a brilliant place who who make us feel welcome. That's that's a, a massive thing for us. It really is because you, you can go to to the, you know a good football clubs where they've got nice stadiums and that sort of stuff, but. I've never been anywhere like Harpole where they've made you feel like you belong there and that you, you, you're wanted there. And I, again, can't speak highly enough of, of the people there at Harpole. It's such a nice, nice place to be. Mm. Yeah, it really is. I came down to a couple of games last season. Um, and as soon as you go in there, you get that sense that the bar's open, the the coffees and teas are doing the rounds, the, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it, you, can, you can basically hear the players, what they're saying. You can... You can feel that family atmosphere straight away. So it, it, there's a lot to be said for it, which I was quite surprised by. I think so. I've been on the bandwagon of getting more games at Sixfields as much as we could, which I still think we should do. But I think to to get down to Harpole, I think it's it's a great thing. So I think as many people as we can get down there, um, the better. Because um, obviously it's going to be a, a really big season. Um, you touched on Sixfields a little bit. How special is it when we do play there? And um, I mean, in an, in an ideal world, would you like to play there more and more, or do you see the one? Um, do the players feel like it's it's a special occasion, or and so it's good to have it as a one-off, or, or do you wish it was more? I think there's good points and bad points to both, isn't there? So I think if you if you do take it to six fields every single week, then you lose that that, that sense of community and family that, that you just mentioned and touched on there with Harpole. That's something that we've really worked with that suited us down to the ground in terms of the atmosphere there it suits our, our, our group and our ethos it kind of matches us really um the occasions at Sixfields are excellent they're, they're really really enjoyable and and something that as you said is special it's a, it's a special occasion to be able to go there and play from a selfish point of view if I could play there every single week we would if that was my choice then then we would obviously there's there's valid reasons why that's not possible um, but for, from my point of view, I think that should be the end goal. Really, um, we we need somewhere that is fitting of of the, the level of football we're playing at. Um, I think one one thing that Harpole does have is the fact that we are kind of in the process of building, um, you know, well, rebuilding Harpole essentially, and, and and that will become much more of a of a modern football club. But ultimately, it would be great if if we could play at Sixfields each week. That would be something that would be really special, and and ultimately, in the end, that would be that would be what we'd want. Mm. Um, ambitions for the season? Then, have you got any targets at all? Any points targets? Anything you want to reach? Um, any targets? Is it basically about consolidation? Do you, have you got more higher ambitions than that, or do you set that kind of thing at the start of the season? Uh, that's something that we're yet to do with the girls. Um, uh, we will set targets. We will set our, our kind of our ambitions and our goals. 
um, it won't just be to consolidate. It will be to, to to push again and to test ourselves because there's no point in being in a division that you just want to survive in. That's that's never what the ambition was. That's never been the plan. So from our point of view, we'll, we'll probably keep those internal, but we will have our ambitions and goals in, in terms of what we want to what we want to achieve this season. Um, but again, we'll want a positive, proactive season. We'll want to come away thinking that we've we've given everything in in all competitions in every game. And really given a good account of ourselves and and continued this this kind of wave of of development and growth, not just for for women uh, for for ourselves, but in women's football generally as well. Mm-hmm. So for for anyone who's kind of on the fence about coming down to watch, what would you say to them? <laughs> yeah, come and give it a go. <laughs> come and give it a go. It's um it's it's a really nice atmosphere, as I've mentioned at Harpole. Um, and as I said, we'll, we'll also have some games at Sixfields too, where you can come and enjoy the comfort of the stadium. But ultimately, it's a team that will give everything. It's a team that will work for each other, that will play good football and more often than not plays well and, and gets good results. So I'm not sure what more there is to want. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, how can people keep up to date with you? Um, you? You follow us on socials. So we've got obviously Twitter and we've got our Instagram and Facebook accounts, which James runs brilliantly for us. Um, so everything's across there. And then obviously, all cobblers to me have done a, an amazing job over the last two or three years of of regularly updating NCFC fans and and making sure that everyone understands what's going on at the club and and what's going on with with the girls as well. So again, can't thank you guys enough for everything that you've done as well. Oh, it's, it's absolute pleasure. I mean, we just we're really looking forward. We're really excited about the season. Really excited about seeing what this group can do and the next step they can do. I think it's going to be so competitive. It's going to be really really interesting to see how we step up and and to watch this group stand up and be counted in this level. It's it's a really exciting thing. So. Yes, all kicks off on Saturday, on Sunday, sorry. I should know better than that. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, two o'clock at Harpole, is it, the first game? That's right. Over at Harpole, two o'clock. Get, get on down there. Thank you so much, Josh. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Um, all the very best for the season. Thank you very much, Danny. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. There we go, then. That's Josh. And isn't he lovely? Giving us lots of lovely nice words. What a, what a guy. Obviously, we don't do it for that kind of thing, but it is nice to get the recognition that, that we're doing something <laughs> for it. But, you know, it, it's brilliant. It, it, a fantastic chat, Danny. I thought that was really good, the way that you've gone through all the signings uh, and you've gone through. And, and Josh was really open and honest, I think, about the fact that last season, okay, yes, basically they walked the league that they were in. Um but it wasn't very competitive and they're really looking forward to it being a bit of a better, more competitive league this year, which hopefully means better games that are more enjoyable for us football fans to watch. Definitely. It's definitely going to be that. And I, I found it quite interesting about the, the way they go about signing players and how difficult it is to actually go and see them. Yes. Um, like the the toughness of actually finding out about players. So. Yeah, really, really interesting to see that because it's essentially you see players play against you and hardly anyone else. So it's real snapshot stuff at this level still. Brilliant. It really was a great chat. Um, We are nearly finished for this month's Team Talk. But first of all, we have to say that the season does start on Sunday. We're really looking forward to it. It's a home game against Wem Town. Yes, Danny. Wem Town. What do you know about the Wems? Oh, the Wems. Oh, the Wems. interesting club, Wem. Um, so they were essentially they were they're based in Shropshire, Charles, nice part of the country. Uh, it used to be then called the New Saints Ladies. You know the uh, TNS, the Welsh. Oh, uh, the Welsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, used to be an offshoot of them. There was a dispute, Charles, in 2020. Dispute that, um, it. 
yes, disputed. So the whole team left, relocated to Wem. Wow. Which is another small little village in Shropshire, but they've done well. And they finished in 10th last season. They would have gone down usually, but I think there's some sort of restructuring gone on that not not restructuring, but the amount of teams coming up from a certain area outweighed the amount of teams going down from that area or something like that. Okay. That means that they actually got reprieve. So they'll be well happy to stay in the league. It's just like our men's team when we got saved from going out of the league because of Kidderminster's ground not being good enough, that kind of thing. So (laughs) they'll be rejuvenated, but it hopefully will be a good start for us, especially at home. Good to start at home as well. Always like that. Absolutely. Yeah, really good to start at home. Um, We're not going to do anything like predictions or anything like that because we we simply, at the end of the day, we simply just don't know enough about the other teams in this division. There's one or two that we know a little bit about, like Lincoln, who we've played before. Um, Peterborough, who we've obviously beaten, I think, at least several times before, um, which is going to be really good. But apart from that, and then Doncaster Bells are in the division. most people will probably know about Doncaster Bells just because of the history. It's ridiculous that they're not in the Super League. Um, <laughs> it's not the just Super a stupid League. story when I was looking into it more. Um, getting like getting relegated because they just wanted Man City in the league. It's it's is that what it was? Odd. They were relegated. Yeah, yeah. Right. So essentially, they were in the WSL midway yeah. through the season. I think this was just when Man City were getting a lot of their money and stuff. The WSL wanted Man City in the league and just told Doncaster halfway through the season that they're going to be relegated no matter where they finish in the league. <laughs> it's it's oh ridiculous. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then that that kind of spiraled a bit, and that's how they ended up at high level. But they'll, they'll be heavy favourites, I think, for our league because they finished just a couple of points, I think, off the off the league title. So. Yeah. They're, okay. they're, they're going to be really well fancied. So the FA Women's National League Division 1 Midlands kicks off on Sunday for NTFC Women. We're at home to Wemtown. It's at Harpole Playing Fields with yes. a 2 p.m. kickoff. Please get down there and support the girls if you can. Look, at the end of the day, it's free. So it's a great afternoon to just go and watch some football. It should be a really entertaining match. And it should even be, I'm going to say it, hopefully a game that we can win to kick off the season in style. Obviously, we can't guarantee anything because it is football (laughs) at the end of the day. But it's going to be great to see the women back playing competitive games again after their uh, pre-season schedule and uh, what happened last year. And hopefully, as Josh said, many more games at Sixfields this season as well. Um, That's it for this month's episode of Team Talk. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you continue to listen to everything that we're putting out over on It's All Cobblers. To me, uh, we've got the preview show up next on Friday where we'll be looking ahead to the weekend's game for the men's side. So hopefully, see you then. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. See you again soon. Goodbye. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. 
To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.